Thanks for checking out this week's Staff Meeting Devo. This week, Pastor Megan Wood brought us our weekly devotion with a Devo about striving and thriving in leadership. Let's get right into it. So this week, we're going to be talking about um, two different types of leadership. And one is striving in leadership, and the other one is thriving in leadership. So we want to be thriving in leadership. And so part of thriving in leadership is being in your stride, finding what your stride is in leadership. And so you can thrive in whatever you are doing. Did you know that the actual opposite of striving is rest? So if you're feeling a lack of rest, and I'm not talking about like rest, like as in laying on the couch, I'm tired, rest, but you don't feel a sense of like peace. If you're not feeling that in what you're doing, then it might be because you are striving. And I want to read something um, about Moses in Exodus. And this is when Israel defeats the Amalekites. And it says in Exodus 17, 10 through 13, it says, so Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of the nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired, he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands, so his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. So Moses is raising his arms up. But what if he said, no, I can do this myself? What if he said, I can, I, it's my job to hold the staff up? No, it's not your job. Aaron, it's my job to hold the staff up. Then we know that the end of the story wouldn't be the same. If he would have continued to work in his own strength, striving to achieve, he would have failed and Israel would have lost. But what we see here is we don't see him taking a break from working or holding the staff up. He just did it a different way that allowed him to rest and to do it in his own stride. It may have taken others to help him hold the staff up, but he still continued to hold the staff up. He didn't get to a point where he had to throw the staff down and say, I'm just done with this. I can't do it anymore. He found a different way of holding that staff up. Thriving shouldn't mean burnout and needing to take a break. And so if we, need, if we get to the point of where we feel like we need to take a break, then sometimes it might be because we're finding ourselves striving. That's not always the case. We all need breaks at some point in time, and that's just a normal part of life, and we're human, right? But if you're finding yourself so exhausted all the time, maybe it's because we're striving instead of thriving in our leadership. So striving, the definition of striving is strive implies great exertion against great difficulty and specifically suggests persistent effort. So persistent effort. I always think of like running. There's a difference between sprinting and like cross country. If you remember from high school, right? Cross country would be like longer distance running. 
And when I was in high school, I ran cross country because I didn't like the idea of sprinting. Sprinting, you know, you have to run really fast for a short distance. But cross country, there's actually almost like a science behind it. You have to pace yourself. You have to find a way of how I'm going to get from the start to the finish line. And if I start off that race sprinting or striving, I'm never going to make it to the finish line because it's too much effort. It's too hard on my body to get to the end. So it's all about pacing yourself so that you can get to that finish line. It's different than sprinting. And of course, when you get to, towards that finish line, what do you do? You pick up your pace because you see the finish line and you know that you're almost there. But in leadership, it's a never-ending thing. If we start, if we take off as a sprint, we won't be able to sustain ourselves. We will get to a point where we are burnt out. So when we, when we strive for the wrong things, we will come up empty. And this is what I read an article um, by The Growth Equation, and this is what it said. It says, striving can indeed be a desirable quality, one that nourishes the heart and mind, but it can also be a negative quality, one that makes us feel rushed, scattered, and takes us out of the present moment. So if you felt, find yourself feeling rushed or scattered or I'm not quite seeing why I'm doing what I'm doing or I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, Maybe it's because we are finding ourselves in a pattern of just striving, trying to get things done, trying to get to the next thing. Striving will cause us to focus on the small things rather than seeing the big picture. So that will be our default, will be to see it's just like the runner, right? If you start sprinting, you're not looking, you're not looking for the long distance, you're looking for that short distance. You're not thinking about the whole picture of how I have to get to the finish line. You're just thinking of right now, and that will cause you to fail. It will cause you to get burnt out and tired. So, for example, striving for perfection will always make you feel defeated and empty. And I'm speaking from my own experience because that's something I regularly struggle with is trying to reach perfection. But striving for excellence will help you grow better and better every time. There is a difference between perfection and excellence. Perfection is about me, and it causes our value to rest on our results. It means that if, I, if my results fail, I feel like a failure. It means that every time I do something, I do that as if it encompasses my value. But excellence is about working to make it better each and every time because you value the overall picture and what you add to that picture. Excellence is not about doing one thing overly perfect while the rest of our responsibilities fail or they fall, right? Because that happens sometimes with those of us who tend to be perfectionists. We focus so much on one thing and then what happens? Other things start to kind of fall because but we kind of almost um, encourage ourselves and say, but that one thing is really, 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 really good. Meanwhile, the other things aren't so good because we kind of have an all or nothing mentality. But excellence is a balancing act. Doing the best you can with the resources and time you have. 
So excellence is a balancing act, doing the best you can with the resources and the time you have. And I'm talking about week-to-week -week stuff. I'm talking about your responsibilities that you have week-to-week -week and trying to balance those things, not necessarily one-offs, not talking about carols and cocoa and the things that kind of come up. I'm talking about just every week and what we, what we do. And um, one of the examples that uh, I could think of for this is when we lived in New Jersey, we, had, we were doing kind of a bathroom remodel while we were moving. And if you've ever tried to do that, tried to sell a house, box things, and remodel at the same time, I wouldn't recommend it. It's awful. So there was this, um, we in our bathroom, it used to have like a medicine cabinet, and it was like kind of into the wall, if you know what I mean. Like they kind of go into the wall so there's no sheetrock there um, or drywall there. So what happened is we pull that off and we've created another, another problem, right? We have to patch it. However, a we were we had to take it out because it wasn't centered any longer with the cabinet. And so we got a bigger mirror and the right thing to do and my perfectionistic self would be I can't just leave a hole in the wall, right? Because I know the holes there. However, I have to also consider that I'm moving house, I'm boxing everything up, I am at that time also schooling my children because it is the middle of a pandemic, and showing my house because it's up for sale. And so I had a choice to make. I could either spend the time and effort to put drywall and sheetrock and everything all over that hole and put a mirror over it, which nobody would ever know that there was a hole there because the mirror was gonna cover the hole. Or I could just decide, you know what? I don't have time for this, and nobody's going to ever know that there's a hole behind that mirror unless they take the mirror off. And so in that, I had to make that decision of, we're going to put the mirror up. Yes, did it drive me crazy? Absolutely. But do I think it was probably the right choice? Probably, because in the time that I had, I could not do all, everything that I wanted to do. And excellence is a balancing act. And we have to do the best that we can with the resources and time, time that we have. So that meant putting a mirror up over a hole and just letting the hole be there. And it still haunts me sometimes when I think about it. <laughs> and I feel bad for the people in there. But no, it's all good. It looks good. It looked good. If you don't know, you don't know. So here are some differences between striving and thriving in our leadership. So some of the negative results of striving leadership is burnout. We find ourselves micromanaging the people that work with us. We feel the need to control everything. So we need to do everything. We don't allow others around us to do it um, for fear of them not doing it as good as us or feeling like we don't have the time to put into people because we are striving so much. We're adverse to change or something new. That means we can't even possibly think of something new or anything changing on us because that might actually break us. No time for creativity. So if you find yourself not being able to be creative, not being able to dream about what could be, then maybe we need to look a little bit at our leadership. Everything feels hard. Have you ever been in that place? I find myself sometimes there. And these are all things that for the record, I have learned because I can find myself in these places. 
So these are all kind of like what Megan has learned over the years and some of the mistakes that I have learned along the way and even some things that I tend to fall back into if I'm not careful. But um, creativity is a big one for me. If you've ever been there where you realize that actually I can't think of anything new. I can't be creative with thinking of new ideas or anything because I just have too much on my plate. And everything feels hard. Every little tiny thing that I do feels really hard and stressful. When you find yourself getting stressed out by the little things. Also, feeling overcritical. Finding yourself being overcritical about things. And ministry is no longer energizing. It's actually depleting. So when you're not energized by the thing that you once loved, but it actually is depleting you. The positives, though, of thriving leadership is you find that you're working in your stride. You feel like, this is what I am meant to be doing. You're passionate about it. You love it. You find yourself being others-focused, looking for ways to bring others along with you. In other words, you want to teach people what you know. And if there's something that somebody else can be doing on your teams, that you're currently doing, you want to teach them how to do it. So your goal is every, that somebody should know every part of what I do so that they can also flourish in that and know what, and be able to take over if they need to. And we enjoy, we find joy in doing that. We find joy in bringing people along with us and teaching them kind of the things that we do and seeing them kind of just flourish in those roles. That's always exciting to me. I love that when I get to bring someone alongside of me and I get to see them grow in their leadership. The other thing is, is that we find ourselves being creative. We find ourselves thinking up new ideas and um, new ways of doing things and just we feel like we are in our sweet spot with that. And then there is an ease, even when it's difficult. It doesn't mean that we never get stressed out and it doesn't mean that things are never difficult. It just means there's this, almost like this ease that comes with it. It's like, yeah, this is a hard week. This is a busy week, but it's okay. I'm going to get to the end of this week, and it's going to be all right. I got this. There's just this ease that kind of carries you through it. And a satisfaction. You find yourself being satisfied with hard work. Because hard work is satisfying, right? When we work hard at something, we are satisfied with our results. Also, we find ourselves being more positive, more positive-minded. And we find ourselves actually being energized by challenges. We're energized. It's like, oh, that's a challenge? I got that challenge. It's almost exciting to have something in front of you that it's like, I may not quite be able to do this, but I you know what, I'm excited to try to, to try to take this one on. And between me and God, we got this. I think part of that is really, you know, in ministry, that's such a big part of ministry, right, is that we don't want to be doing something that we can do on our own. We want to be doing something that we have to rely on God for. Because if we're expecting God to do something in our church and we're expecting God to do something in our lives, it takes us depending on him. And if we take that dependency out of the picture, then all we have is ourselves. And we cannot do enough on our own. 
and we will never find joy and satisfaction, and we will never feel fulfilled if we rely on ourselves. So here are some things that we can do to thrive in leadership. First thing, and these are all things that I've just learned. I am, maybe I've pulled them from books, possibly. If they're really good, probably. <laughs> if they're really good, they might have come from books and they might have come from other people. Um, if they're so-so, those are probably mine. Um, but these are some things over the years that I've done because I do. I regularly have to work on myself on these things. This is not something that I have perfected. I constantly have to find myself um, going back and forth. Okay, nope, I'm striving. I have to figure out a way not to strive through this. So here are some things that I have found that work for me. The first thing is, remember that your ministry is not yours, but it's God's. It's always on loan. God can decide to remove you anytime he wants. He can move you on to something else whenever he wants. Word of life will continue to go on even if Tom and I are not here. It will continue to go on even if Pastor Lisa is not here, even if Annie's not here, even if Luke is not here because it is God's church. So we have to remember that our, that our ministry is not our ministry. It is God's. And God cares about the success of the church more than we do. So when we understand that God cares about the success of the church, we should feel that weight kind of being lifted. Because if we can rely on God, then we know that he wants this to be successful. He doesn't want to see the church fail. And he doesn't want to see our ministry fail. So he is going to guide us if we allow him to. Second thing is let God take control by giving the things you can't control to him. So when we find ourselves not being able to control something, our, I think at least for myself, my cling is either to shut down and say I can't take on anymore or to take it and control it even more. And that never goes well. So we need to just release that. Because for one thing, we can't control God. God will continue to do what God's going to do. And it was never our job to control it in the first place. So let God do what he does best and let him take control. Third thing is pray and pray and pray. To keep praying to God, to make sure that we press in on our prayer time with God. Those are some of my best moments when I am praying to God, and typically it ends with him giving me some sort of gentle um, discipline or nudge of, Megan, you need to adjust this a little bit. And I always appreciate it because I've learned that that's always the better way to learn things than the other way. So prayer time is where you're going to find that. You're going to find where God speaks to you and he gives you the words that you need and helps you adjust. Fourth thing, tell someone. Tell your leader so that you can gain perspective and maybe they can help you see if something needs to go or things that need to be reprioritized. So sometimes I think we feel Pride, we, that, and that's pride, right? When we feel like I can't tell anybody because if anybody knew I'm struggling, then 
you know, what if nobody else is struggling, but I'm the only one struggling? Or maybe they'll see that as a weakness. I've learned that it takes humility, but it helps so much. Moses needed other people around him, and so do we. We need others to be able to see things that we cannot see, to be able to help us to gain perspective that maybe we're unable to in the moment. And that's been some of my greatest moments sometimes is when I've just said, hey, this is where I'm at, this is where I'm struggling, and somebody says something, and it's like, yeah, why didn't I think of that? And you're just sit, you're like, typically I would think of that, but you just get yourself stuck sometimes, and you just need someone to remind you sometimes of things you already know, but things you've just gotten off focus, right? And sometimes they can, people can just see things that you cannot see. So tell somebody. Another thing, remind yourself why you do what you do. Remind yourself regularly why you're doing what you're doing. So that is so important to know why you do what you do. Again, like we talked about earlier, if you're stuck on the small things because you're striving, you'll miss out on the big picture. So we got to remind ourselves of the big picture of why I'm doing things. If I get lost in the task of what I'm doing, I forget why I'm doing the task in the first place. So make sure you're reminding yourself why you do what you do. Next thing, list off the positives that are happening and think on those. Don't get lost in the negatives. Think on the positive things. There are always positive things that are happening around you. There are always good things. And you will always, in ministry, find yourself in difficult times and then times where it is just feels like it's smooth sailing. In those difficult times, you got to remind yourself of the good things that are still happening because there's always good things. There are always good things. Um, and then the next thing, make small adjustments where they need to be made, whether that be practically or mentally. So maybe there are things you don't need to be doing that you're putting too much time into. So maybe you're finding yourself putting time into things that aren't really bearing that much fruit. Maybe you enjoy doing them, but the things that bring more fruit, you're not putting as much time in and you're rushing those things because you're doing the things you maybe tend to feel more comfortable with or you enjoy doing and you're finding yourself kind of overwhelmed with all of the things. So maybe we need to look at those things that we're putting our time into and see if it makes sense with how much time we're putting into each of those things. And the next thing, maybe you need to make a calendar and get a handle of your tasks to see where your time is going and if that makes sense. I think a lot of us in this room already do that, but if you're not already doing that, that is such a huge help because sometimes what you find out is actually I'm not as busy as I think I am or I'm busier than I think I am and I need to figure out why I'm so busy and if everything I'm busying myself with makes sense. But calendars are really important to have. So those are the seven things that help me um, to make sure and kind of recalibrate myself. I can think of, I'm sure there are many more, and there are really great books out there that will help. But we're in this for the long haul. And if we aren't thriving, then we're going to be striving, and all 
that will, and all of it will wear us down. It will wear us down if we are striving. And we'll lose sight on our purpose and fail to see what God is doing. We don't want to fail to see what God is doing in the moment. I don't want to miss out on what God's doing now because I am so overwhelmed and so stressed out that I'm missing out on what he's doing right now. Because being in ministry is a blessing. And um, I think that we should look at it that way. If you're, whether you're a volunteer or you're a ministry director or your staff, it is a blessing to be able to be in ministry and to partner with God and what he is doing in the church. And if we're losing sight of that and we don't feel like it's a blessing anymore, we're going to miss out on what God's doing. And we're going to miss out on seeing what he, what he wants to do and being a part of where, he, where he's going. And uh, we, don't want, we just don't want to miss out on those things. And we want to be in it for the long haul. We want to be able to, we want to, be able to run the long distance. We don't want to be sprinting short distances. Sprinting those short distances will always, will always make us worn out. And we will need to take big breaks at the end of those sprints. And sometimes, unfortunately, in ministry, when we spend too much time sprinting, we can't recover. We get burnt out, and we can no longer be effective, and we miss out on um, other ministry. And we see it all the time with ministers and pastors, and I, it's something that weighs heavily on my mind a lot, is how to make sure that we are running at a pace that can withstand a long time, a long term, so that we are not burnt out. And so I hope that that is helpful today. We're going to go ahead and pray. God, I just thank you so much, God, that we get to be on this journey with you, God, that we get to be in ministry with you, God. God, that you don't have to use us, and yet you choose to use us. God, I pray that any weight and heaviness that we carry, God, with the role, God, I pray that it would be just um, that weight of knowing, of just the anointing of knowing what we're carrying and the, the responsibility of that, but it wouldn't be the weight of all the tasks. God, I know that, and I know that you carry those alongside of us, God, and I pray that we would feel you carrying it with us. I think of a really good friend of ours who's a pastor who once told us that, you know, in ministry that we need to uh, rely on God to hold the weight off of our shoulders, that when we take the shoulder or the weight back on our shoulders, that it's misplaced. And how I just pray right now for anybody who might be feeling that weight on their shoulders right now, that they would hand it back over to you and realize this is your church, your ministry, and you care about its success more than we could possibly ever care. You care about the people more than we could possibly ever care about the people. And when we allow you to lead the church, that is when we are the most effective. And God, I just pray right now, God, that in any areas where we maybe have taken back control and we felt the need to keep striving and just turning things over, God, I pray that we would just... Um, Repent and turn those things back over to you and move on knowing, God, that you, there is peace in knowing that you are leading this church. 
And God, I just pray right now, God, that there would just be a refreshing for every single ministry director listening, every single volunteer listening, every single staff member listening right now, God, that they would just feel you refreshing them right now. In your name, amen.